Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Men Talk About. I am your host, Paul Newell, and I am very excited to have my guest, Carlos. And uh, Carlos, let me say I see the last name right, Teasdale? That's right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Carlos Teasdale is here with me today. Uh, very excited to have this man here. He is a connection um, from one of my uh, good friends, well, our mutual good friend, Chris Flores. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carlos is an athletic trainer on the West Coast. And uh, he's gone through a journey that's similar to mine. So we're going to talk about this in regards to sexual health and education and development. And he's studied uh, and done research on pain management. And it's led him to um, to this developments around sex, sex education and exploring what's going on as far as like low back pain and how that can relate to um, our sex energy. Um, so before we get into it, Carlos, I want to I want to hand it over to you. Anything else you want to add uh, to the people and offer to the people before we get we go we start going in? Not much. Um, I'm just excited to kind of get deep into this uh, this topic and and uh, explore some things that most people are kind of shy about and kind of shy away from. I'm just excited to maybe bring this to the forefront and uh, and and make people a little bit more aware of what's going on with your body. You know how your brain and mind and body connect and how sex is uh, involved with all that. Yes, indeed. Thank you for that, Carlos. And yes, men, we are talking about sex. Okay, we're talking about sex here, sexual energy, the transmutation of sexual energy, uh, and why this is important for men. Uh, I'm going to say nowadays and in all days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Carlos, let's give him a little bit of background first. Um, so, I, I, because right now, me me specifically, I'm on a six month sex detox. And um, as I'm going into my second month of this, I'm going to be focusing on semen retention and transmutation of sex. And if you can uh, highlight, because you and I had a conversation before we got on the podcast, can you give the listeners a a glimpse of of where you are in your journey right now? And and, and then we're going to get into what brought us here. Um, Yeah, I mean, I actually did a sex detox last year as a New Year's resolution, and and I detoxed for about three months, no sex. And um, but I was looking at porn and I was doing other things and I wasn't being true. To, I wasn't having sex partners, but I was still, um, you know, handling myself. But this year, this this new year, I actually went the opposite and I detoxed from porn. I'm not watching that and I'm not involving myself in any of that. And I'm moving more into just strictly trying to be, um you know, allow my sexual energy to be towards a person and that's it and not and not get distracted uh, via, you know, um, erotic images. And I don't I don't want to degrade porn right off the bat. Like, I'm not saying that porn is bad, but I'm saying it is a stimulus that we utilize um, in various ways that can kind of detach us from our sexuality in certain ways. And that's what I want to go into. Nice. I appreciate that, man. That's this is this is uh, really interesting because, um, you know, I, I came across my sex detox. I was I was uh, offered this or I was suggested this by this woman I'm working with who's doing energy work and massage therapy and body work on me. Um, I have hip issues and concerns. And she told me she was like, well, you got a lot of stuff going on in your sacral energy center. 
So for those that are listening to this, that may be like, what the hell is this dude talking about? Sacral <laughs> energy center. Um, the sacral energy center throughout our bodies, we have different energy centers called chakras and also meridians. Um, the sacral energy center is located within or right by our sexual area, right near our root energy center, which is at the base of our spine. Now, the sexual energy center is the place of sensuality, sexuality, and creativity. And it's one of our driving forces that, that um, is, well, it's actually one of the forces and energy centers that drives the body. Now, the interesting thing is that uh, when I was talking to Carlos and, and, and also like my journey is the sacral energy center, when this is blocked or it's, um, it's unconditioned or it's, it's not flowing properly, it can create physical ailments and, and disruptions. For example, hip pain lower back pain, erectile dysfunction. Uh, and I appreciate Carlos, cause you said that you, you experienced some pain and that research that you had on pain management had you looking at some things around that area, correct? Yes, most definitely. Um, so, I mean, the chakras and, you know, the Eastern flow of, you know, looking at the body and the mind uh, is extremely uh, beneficial when you talk about um, pain. When you think about pain, like mm-hmm. if you think about I have this kind of like I have pain in my neck or I have pain in my shoulder. That may be something that has to do with the chakra and the chakras are all connected to the, the way the mind body kind of connects. So when, when you think about how, you know, your mind is affecting your body, you, you don't always we, we, we have a really hard time, first of all, of just connecting the mind body. So my pain, mm-hmm. my pain management started to go into just the the topical perspective of how the mind and body connect and how that relates to pain. And that brought me to chakras and all those other things. But I mean, one of the biggest things that I can call out is it is me getting on this podcast right now with you, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not nervous enough to not talk about my subjects and things like that, but I'm a little nervous. Like my hands are a little sweaty. I'm a little bit, you know, fluttered inside and I can feel the physiology of my body responding to my kind of excitement and my, you know, my nerves of getting on this podcast. So there's a, there's a physiological response to this mental stimulus. Like it's not that I'm mentally incapable of managing this, but it's like my body is now responding to it to get me ready, Mm. you know, to all those things. So when you think about if you're going to be sexually stimulated, you know, you got to think about how that's mentally affecting you. And um, one of the things that I noticed uh, when I was, you know, exploring pain management was the effect of, you know, your sex partner on your, on your pain. And, um, I, I experience, I train a lot of people who have pain. I work with a lot of people who have pain and back pain is, is my specialty. And I, and I go, I, I don't shy away from people who have back pain. I go right at them. And one of the things mm. I notice when people have back pain is they usually have back pain during a very stressful moment in life. It could be that That's they're sure. losing a job. They're losing a loved one. They're breaking up with a partner. Um, they're having money issues, anything like that can cause, uh, back pain to flare up. And, and I started being like, man, this is interesting. Why is it that, you know, people are having this back pain and it's not physically, you know, it's not actually any sort of car accident or, or lifting weight wrong. They just wake up in the morning and they have back pain. Right. There's no physical trauma in that area at all. And so it's very interesting when you think about, and there's a lot of research that still needs to be done. I've done a lot of research. I'm not saying I've done all the research, so I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the 
the law and I know everything, but I am going to say based on my experience, um, your, your sexual relationship with yourself and your partner could relate into pain in your life. And that's something that I definitely, uh, paid attention to. So it made me more aware. It made me more excited to be exploring this topic because it's also a topic that we don't talk about (laughs) men, men, especially, especially amongst other men. We don't, we don't sit down and sit at the table and be like, Hey, what's up, Paul, bro. You know, how, how was last night? And, and, you know, he's like, well, I had a great time. You know, I hooked up with my lady. We had a good time. Like, oh, man, I had a really hard night last night. I couldn't really get it up. Like, we'll never, right. ever say that. Never say that man. We'll be like, oh, nope. my you know what I mean? Like, why we, why don't we have those conversations? Women have those conversations all the time. You know, right. women sit down and talk with each other and they and they explore, you know, their sexual experiences. And they never they never really shame each other for their sexual experiences they just talk about how they could get better i'm like why is it that men don't have these type of like connections and groups and and talk and and have these platforms that i really appreciate you paul for for stepping up and creating this podcast creating this type of uh environment where we could ha- explore this topic in depth and so uh i'm just excited to continue to go into it but the, the yeah man the, blessings the man. pain the pain part of this reality is what drew me to it because we're easy to talk about our pain, right? But we're not easy to talk about how sex is actually related to it. And so, you know, the back pain and the chakras and all that type of stuff is something that we can explore here further as we continue this uh, this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm I am for this because you know you you're going into the physical part of of the the sexual energy and 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 our development and how that can impact us physically like with the lower back and hips especially in relation to what's happening in our lives right with i heard you say like you know it could be a a relationship um mishap or or something with provision and security and safety uh for me one of the things i want to add to this is that I recognize this whole sexual detox for me and being able to transmute this sex energy into, into something else was more around emotional pain right. that's fe- that manifested in physical. So what I, what I mean by this is I, I recognize when I was doing work with, uh, with my guide right now, Alona, uh, she had me recognize she, it was wild. She, um, she did Reiki medicine on me or Reiki energy and clearing. And she said, she cleared all of my sexual partners. Mm from my body cut the cords right because what she had me recognize um or what i recognized in myself after after that session with her is that i was using sex as a method of as as aspirin as a pacifier yes as as a space of well you know i i I don't feel love so i'm gonna go have sex with someone Mm -hmm. and this thing to put my business out here because look, I'm gonna be vulnerable on this piece. That's what I, that's what we do. Um, look, I got I got kids with different women, mm-hmm. and I recognize like you know when I laid with these women, like I'm laying my soul with these women, and I created another being in a relationship in a, in a space that was fear of being a solid relationship. And now that anchor energetically is in me, in my sacral chakra, or was in me, and that was creating a lot of the emotional pain, which again was was tied into how I can provide for my kids through child support or how I can be there with my kids. And then how do I feel loved and how do I feel um, um, cared for and seen? Right. And I, I think that this is, this is a piece for um, that I see for men is really important for us to recognize. And what I'm speaking specifically is about our self love and our self awareness of our bodies 
and holding our bodies sacred. Right. Because in my judgment, women are very uh, women. Uh, I think are more advanced as far as holding our uh, holding their body sacred. Right. And it could be that you know when they're younger, they get their cycle, so they enter that version of womanhood, right? right. Womanhood. Right. Whereas for men, Carlos, we don't we, listen, man. What do we What do we have to bring us into manhood? Right. <laughs> what do we have? Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I was even talking to a client about this because he's got sons, and I was like, listen, when did you start talking to your kids of having that talk? Yeah. And, you know, if, thinking back on the education around sex, for majority of men, this, the education is, is one of two things, right? It's actually two things. It's that PowerPoint presentation that most schools have that talk about this is a penis. Uh-huh. This is a vagina. Uh-huh. These are your testes. These are the ovaries. When these two get together, you make a baby. The end, go have some lunch or go to recess. <laughs> then it's like, hey, you know what? It's like, hey, man, my, my friend's got a porn. Oh, that's how you have sex? Yeah. Oh, I got to be a porn star? Right. I got to do this. I got to make sure that this woman has an orgasm. I got to make sure that I can do this position. And this is something like, this creates this unrealistic space that in my judgment, and Carlos, I think you could agree that this, this damages our perception of what relationships can truly be. Almost definitely. It's, it's, uh, it's a it's a straight up like glamorized perspective of what sex is like porn is and a lot of the imagery that we see as we grow up is is related to entirely related to something that's not real when you actually get into the act of it and when you're when you're unable to perform in a way that you saw you feel inadequate and there's nothing that you can do about that other than try to understand where that, why, why is it that I feel inadequate? And, you know, you question that you try to compensate for that and you try to, you know, you, you ultimately we all end up mismanaging the perspective of what we see versus what we do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no way you can be, you know, out there, even if you are doing all the things that someone's doing in a porn, the the woman is probably not having a great time, you know? Right. And that's the part that you, I, I remember as a young man, I would, I watched the porn, you know, and I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go do that. And then I go do that. I brag about it to my friends. And I'm thinking that the woman had a good time. I'm thinking that the girl I was with had a good time, enjoyed herself, but come to find out, you know, like two weeks later, she breaks up with me. And I'm thinking mm. to myself, how are you going to break up with me? I gave you the best you ever had. You know, in my mind, right. I'm thinking, I gave you the best you ever had. And so I'm like, she'll be back. She'll be back. You know, I'm just up on my high horse going around doing that, uh, you know, here and there, messing around with every woman that I can, trying to trying to figure out how to get them in all these different, you know, porn-like situations. Right. Assuming that that creates a better life, you know, assuming that that makes me the man and that makes right. me something you know, gives me validity, creates purpose in my life in some capacity. But right. as I become older, I realized that a lot of these women really, really didn't enjoy themselves in, in that capacity like I thought they were. And they were interested in more of that, you know, compassion, that empathy, that understanding. And I wasn't providing that. So although I was having a good time and, and you know, at times providing a good time, it wasn't exactly what they what, what a woman is looking for. Although, it is what we see in the porn and it is what we mm. see, you know? And so I'm thinking that I'm providing what I should 
when in reality I didn't even need to do all that. And right. that part was that part didn't settle with me very well, which is why I went into and w- one of the things that started me on detoxing and started me on understanding sex more and understanding like what I am providing, you know, and, and what wh- and what a woman actually is interested in instead of assuming that a woman is interested in being treated like a porn. I started to ask a woman, you know, what is she interested in creating more communication around sex, creating more uh of a of a partnership around sex where we're both having a good time and we're both enjoying ourselves and that was something that was eye-opening for me because all this time i thought i was doing you know all the time i thought x was what they wanted when really they wanted you know w <laughs> right you know? right and i'm like yep man, I'm, i get it you know it's, it's and it was frustrating because i realized that i ruined a lot of relationships that i thought i you know i was doing well in but I was being selfish and I was being and I wasn't communicating and I wasn't taking the time to understand what she needed, you know. Um, and I, if I if you like the woman that you're with, if you enjoy her presence, if you if you want her energy, then you need to understand what you're doing to her energy when you guys, you know, mix your energies. And sex is is the definition of connecting two energies. Like if you have yeah, man. good sex with somebody, you feel that energy and it doesn't need to be some pornographic experience. It can be a very, you know, close, you know, bonding experience that you have with somebody and we miss that. We don't, you know, you don't and that's another thing. Like men don't talk about that. Men don't talk about oh, I had a really sensual night with my lady last night. You know, right. <laughs> be, people be like, yo, sensual. What you talking what you about, mean, son? Right. Did you knock it down? You knock it down? Did you, you beat that up, though? You beat that up, though, yeah. right? Nah, bro. Right, I mean, I dude. held her and I just, you know, and we just connected. And, you know, like, no, we don't talk like that. We don't talk right. like that. That's not in the rap. That's not in the rap music. That's not in the music. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know what I mean? That's not what. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Man. So it's, 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 it's interesting because that. That's that space too. I think, like you know, it's, it's it, coming back to the chakras. Like they talk about, each chakra is developed during certain age time, age periods. Right. And the chakra, the sacral chakra, is developed from the time like um, like about nine years old up until thirteen, fourteen. That's like that pre. That's that puberty stage when, like, all of a sudden we wake up with morning wood and like maybe we get a, a pube that grows out and our balls start to drop a little bit. Yeah. And there's there's this lack of communication. Um, between men, like a father to a son or to an older man to a younger man, or just in, in general of, you know, one of my guides from a couple of years ago told me that in ancient tribes, the older women were the ones that would teach the boys about sexual connection mm. and sensuality. So they could know how to um, be a partner to yeah. someone else in the in the community. And I think that that's that's something I think is missing Carlos because you know you just said it like you know there's that there's that locker room talk like oh man you know I can remember even younger when I was when I was younger I was more friends with women and my I would get ridiculed like man you haven't hooked up with her yet what's wrong with you? Right. Are you all right? Right. What's going on? Blah blah blah. Man. And- Yo, I just had that happen to me just now. I have I I'm I'm still single. I'm I'm dating, I'm talking to different women. I met a girl that I really liked. I thought she was amazing. She had a lot of things that I liked about her. It didn't have anything to do with sex. So I didn't want to rush into sex with her. And, I, you know, I, I took about two months before we ever even went into any sort of physical contact. And my boys was like, 
did you hit that yet? And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm taking my time, man. I'm not even, right. I'm not even trying to push that on her right now. And then, uh, and you know, and, she, and they're like, really? Why? What the hell? What's wrong with you? Why you ain't hit? I'm gonna right. hit. I'll hit that if you ain't gonna hit it. I, you know what I mean? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, right. whoa, man, like you're, you don't understand what you're doing. Like you don't understand what is happening. If I know, and we all know, we could uh, go and have sex with this whoever it is. You got some girl mm. you like. You know, you guys out there in podcast world got some girl you like and you want to have sex with her, but you should get to know who she is before you go and jump in to have sex with her. Because what's going to happen? You have sex with somebody, you get distracted by the sex. It just yes. about who that person is sexually to you, not who that person is as the person that they are. And when you take time to figure out who this person is, you figure out how they fit in your life. You figure out what the things you like about them that don't have nothing to do with sex. Because guess what? Right. Sex ain't always going to be the thing that brings you closer. Sex sometimes could be the thing that pushes you apart. And this is you, true. If you have the ability to connect with that person on other levels other than sex, it's not, it sounds kind of crazy to say that, but if you can connect with somebody other than sexually, you have a much deeper relationship and you're more likely to be successful in that relationship with that person, regardless of if it means you continue with the sexual relationship or not. You know, right. I, I don't want to have, I had my youth full of drama because i was raised around drama you know so drama with women was something that was regular for me so i wanted to move into a space where i could be a friend with women like i was when i was young like you i was just like you i was friends with women all the time they were my favorite people i used to just love being around women their female energy is like no other and when you're around female energy it's inspiring it's motivating all those types of things but i noticed that as i got older and i started having sex with women the women would push me away because they didn't my energy was toxic to them and i and i didn't understand it at the time but i had a lot of toxic energy now i'm trying to move into more of a positive energy towards women so i realized the the value that women have and i want to take my time to get to know a woman before i explore them sexually so that i can have a relationship regardless of if it continues into a marriage and kids and things like that or if it just right. goes back into being friends, because I'd like to be able to maintain friendships with women, even if sex is something that we go towards or not. And this is, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is like, there's, there's a connection to the feminine energy. Most definitely. We, uh, yes. You know what I mean? We, okay. we all yeah. have that. You talk about the, this, this sexual revolution that we're having where, you know, we're being more open and we're accepting all of these different sexual qualities and this spectrum of, you know, LGBTQT. Like Dave Chappelle said it, it was funny, the alphabet people. I like that. But yeah. um, the thing is, is that everybody is becoming more accepted sexually. And I love that because I'm from San Francisco. You know, growing up in San Francisco, you know, everybody was accepted. And it was uh, it was something that was, was different for me. But it, at the same time, it was very much like, I don't I don't have a problem with these people. I don't I don't have anything. Right. I don't have any issue with anybody. But the thing becomes like the more aware you are of the sexuality that you possess, just the more power you have and the more relatability you have with everyone. And so, yeah, you, know, you, you yeah, you bring up a great. So there's a couple great points you're bringing up here that I want to pause on right, for a second. Go ahead, go ahead. So um, the first one is for for the men that are listening. This information applies to men of all orientations. Most definitely. Because like and, and, and this can because it's really like, you know, we're talking about men and women uh, because we're both heterosexual males and it could be man to man or if like there's men out there listening to us, they're bisexual. The key thing that Carlos and I are talking about is the connection 
Now, first with self, then the connection that we can have with another. Right. Because when it comes down to it, uh, and this is based on, like, for people that have heard the podcast before, you've heard me talk about the hermetic principles, the Kabbalion. And one of the principles, uh, one of the hermetic principles is gender. In our culture, we have gender as it's a male and female based on sexual organs. And the thing that most people fail to realize is that there's sexual energies, masculine and feminine, that are that reside in all things. There's a masculine trait and there's a feminine trait. Now, the thing that's important to note here, uh, fellas, is that when we're talking, like, and this is, and this could be um, a part of our society when someone says, "Hey, I'm going to tap more into my feminine side." People go automatic assume like, yo, what, what, what do you mean by that feminine <laughs> side? You know, and and I and if people are asking like that right now, when they listen to this, the feminine side is, or the feminine energy is compassion, it's nurturing, it's creativity, um, it's or creation, it's those aspects. And the thing that I see is that most men have yet to understand what that can mean for them. Right. Because that in itself leads to deeper communi- deeper connection and communication. Now, when I'm like the thing that I recognize too, Carlos, is before I went on this uh, this sex detox, you know, the situation I had with my partner, like we had reached the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, and I and I was I was failing to understand what what is it that this wall is? Because Carlos, man, realistically, that, that it was not the first time that I had had that wall come up in relationship, right? And when I had this session with Alona and she talked and, and she cleared these partners from my, these past, all my sexual partners from my past and then taught, taught, um, put the suggestion out here for this detox as a method for me to learn self-love. Right. Okay. Now, the benefit to this was that once she talked to that, I recognized that I was having in my relationship that I have with, with, my, with my lady now and also my past relationships – you meant it was something that you mentioned. It was based all on sex. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, I have this. I have my partner, and there's some sort of expectation that arises. Like, well, listen, we've been together for a certain period of time, but like, or or for in the in the ether in the collective right now as we have it, there's a ton of dating apps. Swipe left, swipe right. Man. Okay, cool. I, I got you. I got you a steak dinner. Now you know what? Get on your back. <laughs> there's an expectation there. Which is a bunch of bullshit. Yep. And that in itself, and listen, it's going on both sides, the males and the females, where it's like, well, hey, listen, okay, it's like almost like the third date rule some people talk about. Well, three dates. You had sex with it yet? Nope. What the hell are you waiting on? Well, uh, waiting on a connection because I'm not just going to stick my Jimmy in anything, <laughs> okay? Um, Jimmy is a reference to a penis uh, <laughs> by the one and only legendary KRS-One Boogie Down Productions. Damn. But yeah, so uh, I, listen, because Carlos, you never know who's listening, man. There's, sometimes they may not know all these references, that's so real, I want to make real. sure that we're clear. I like, all right? I like so the thing that the thing that's important for men to recognize is that being able to go on something like a sex detox or getting in tune with what's happening within our bodies is a creative energy that is second to none. So I want to pause. So we're going to transition here and I'm going to, before we transition, Carlson and I are about to get into another depth of something that, uh, that is on a whole other realm that we really want men to focus in on and listen to. Now, this quote that I'm about to, that I'm about to read is from the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now he talks to 
the, tr- the mystery of the transmutation of sex because he viewed, but, and again, for those that have yet to know who this Napoleon Hill is or have read the book, the premise of the book is he interviewed thousands of successful people and unsuccessful people to find out what are the keys to success in their riches. And one of the keys and platforms is the transmutation of sex. Here's, how, this, here's a portion of how he describes it. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, people develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, the positive attributes of this motivating force, sex desire, may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, and in other professions or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Now, why I bring this up is because now as I'm moving into this second phase of my sex detox, I'm moving into semen retention and this transmutation of sex. And when Carlos and I had our little pregame about this podcast, uh, Carlos, you mentioned that this is something that you're practicing right now. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So I'm curious, like, when you first started this, the, uh, be, doing this, what was the experience like or is like? And what's the feedback and in, 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 uh, what's the feedback you were getting as you dove into this part of your journey? So and relative to semen retention. Yes. And yeah. So um, I first realized um, I, I've had some I've had some amazing sexual partners that have been. First of all, let me just give credit where credit is due. Uh, I've had some sexual partners who have been very open with me and uh, enlightened me on sex um, in a lot of ways. And one of the women I was with, she was explaining to me a lot of chakra stuff and stuff like that. And I had, when I was younger, I would have moments where um, I would be having unprotected sex and I would be with my partner and she was not on any sort of birth control. Mm. And I was scared if I came inside her that, you know, we would have a baby. And I didn't want to have that happen. So when I was younger, much younger, I had a moment where I felt like I had had an orgasm, with, but nothing came out. Mm. I pulled out and I got scared. And I was like, oh, my God, did I come inside her? And I like panicked because it felt like I came. You right. know, it felt like everything happened. But then I was like, wait, it, but nothing came out. So that, you know, that happened. But wait, how old were you when that happened? That happened when I was about. That was with my first girlfriend. So that happened when I was still like young. Like I was about 20, 19. We were, we were together for like five years. Damn, that so young? I was, I Good was, stuff, yeah, man. I was, I was young. Yeah, I didn't, but I didn't understand what happened. So right. I just thought it was weird, you know? And she thought it was weird. And we both just was like, that was weird. What happened? Well, uh, you know, should I take more nap pill or whatever? And I was like, I don't know. It doesn't look like nothing came out, you know? So like, and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I, don't, I think we're good. But it was very confusing. And um, so for me, it was just like, oh, it was just one of those glitches, you know, right. like the body has a glitch and some weird stuff happens sometimes. And so I just kind of chalked it up as that. Um, I move on a couple years later and I, I meet another girl and I realize, you know, she starts explaining to me that this is something that you can do. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like, wow, this is interesting. So I start to do my research, dive into tantric sex and talk and thinking about, you know, looking into semen retention uh my girl this girl my girl at the time is telling me that you know kind of like harnessing your sexual energy and your 
your orgasm, you can take your orgasm from from your genitals and pull it up into your head and pull it into your you know up your spine and into your brain and into your body in different ways once you start to gain uh stronger control of that orgasm mm-hmm. and I found that like once once I started to understand that this was first of all normal and that it's 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 not that it's it's common but that it, it's something that men should be capable of doing I how say. do you think you know what I mean how do you think we were supposed to maintain uh or prevent pregnancies in the past it was it was with men not letting anything come out right you know like that's really the the ultimate way of birth control is 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 not letting anything come out and you know so long as as you're aware that that's actually normal a lot of women aren't really aware that that's normal for men truth so i had i had a lot of pushback from women who were more interested in seeing me finish and not aware that i could have multiple orgasms as i got older i realized i could have multiple orgasms so i could have sex with somebody i could be going and I could feel the sensations of wanting to come. I could allow my body to come without without uh, letting myself ejaculate. Right. And that was a huge moment in my life where I realized, oh, my God, sex is this really amazing thing. And as it, men, if if we all try this, it is it is probably one of the most amazing things you could you could experience is to learn to basically it's like taking the edging, you know, the the term edging where you're. You're pushing that sensation of coming mm-hmm. and you, you take it a little bit further into a space where you actually are open and allow that orgasm to happen, but you hold back the the ejaculation. And mm-hmm. when you get better and better at it, you, you can do it with with less and less worry. But initially you might, you know, let it out a couple of times when you're trying to practice it. But um, yeah, I found, I mean, my experience with semen retention was that, you know, at first I was worried about it. I thought it was something that I was doing wrong. I thought something was was bad or something was was off with me. That which is which is always the initial response to anything sexual. Most of the right. time is that you're doing something wrong because there's no education and, around um, it. <laughs> like yo, yeah, shoot, man, yeah. That's what it's, yeah. <laughs> and, God, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Then then and then as as I got older, I realized that it was a, it was okay. But the next thing became um, the frustration that my partners had and not being okay with me holding it in and them wanting to see me finish and them feeling more of a sense of satisfaction from seeing me finish in that capacity. And um, that's something that I want women to be aware of. Like women, there are men out there that can hold themselves back and that should be um, something that you guys should kind of cherish and, and, and appreciate because that man is then taking his sexual, his sexual fluid, his sexual energy, his sexual uh, power and putting it back in himself to, you know, put back out into the world. And yes. Oh, man. Ideally put back into you, you know, as a partner, as a sexual partner, you know, when you have that retention and you hold it in, that that escalates your your sexual drive. It doesn't it doesn't, you know, let it out when you let it out. You you're dead, you know. Like think about when you come, you're like, oh fuck, I'm dead. You know, yeah. I mean, like, you're dead, right? You like you die as a man, like you know. And in a lot of, if you look at the animal kingdom, a lot of a lot of uh, animals die. A lot of male males die after they uh, they have sex and they ejaculate. Like bees die, you know. Praying mantis kills insects. Die. Like a lot of things just might be dead. You know what I mean? After they have that orgasm. So yes. the thing is like. You got to understand that that is 
the the that is the end of the process. So if you hold it in, it take it changes the way that you your hormones, your 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 body's um response to sex. It's it's everything changes so so much. And you can you can practice this on your own, yeah. you know, with the utilization of things like, you know, pornographic images and whatnot like that. But um I you know we can go into the pornographic stuff in a second, yeah. but like the the semen retention part is I can't pre- I can't I can't preach that enough because I feel like when you talk about let's say we talk about an athlete mm-hmm. going into a sporting event and they say you know don't 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 need, don't have sex before you play your game right yep. Muhammad but Ali Mike Tyson perfect examples they never had sex right before fights. Talk, right but. They also probably weren't very aware of semen retention. Most likely. Because if they were, they could utilize that sexual energy that they had, get 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 more energy from the sex to go perform in their sport. Most likely. So, oh, so th- this is bringing up something I want to pause and highlight to men specifically. Okay? Our semen is the physical manifestation of life force energy. Boom. Okay? Our semen literally are seeds that are literally, literally right? That are seeds <laughs> that battle each other to fertilize an egg. They battle. They are racing constantly. And men produce millions of these, right? A ton of, a ton of seeds. Now, here's the thing. Because this is a physical manifestation of life force energy, for us to, be able, for us to spread it, spread it, spread it, we're draining our body of life force energy, which for men that, like you mentioned it, Carlos, like after you have an orgasm, like I'm tired as hell, man. I want to go eat something. I want to replenish. I want to do this. Whereas yep. holding in the semen, that semen retention piece of it, I can breathe and circulate that sex energy throughout my body, throughout yep. my body. David Data in the way of uh, another book for men, uh, The Way of the Superior Man, David Data. He talks about semen retention and being able to breathe in life force energy throughout the body. And Carlos, like you, when I experienced this the first time with a woman um, I was I was linked up with at the time. She was like, are you OK? What happened? Like, do you, uh, uh, well, did I do something wrong? And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, baby girl, you did. Yo, listen, that was di- that was divine, man. Like right now, I feel like I'm on a cloud. Right. And like and my and I'm still I still got blood flow in my in my in my my penis, man. So I'm still able to go. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm still able to go. It's not, it's, so I it's not it's over. It's not over. So I, I invite women that may like as men are practicing this, and Carlos, you mentioned this before. I invite women to be to be in that space of allowing a man to to breathe in that energy because the sex can go on <laughs> and it could mm-hmm, be something mm-hmm. different. Now the other thing too is for men. Being able to hold into that life force energy, and Carlos, like you talked about, being able to breathe that in, you're carrying this life force energy throughout your body, which can contribute and drive you to greater heights. Okay? Right. This is the benefit, and this is why Carlos and I are so are passionate about getting this message out to more men. Because for men to be able to hold on and retain this type of life force energy, and I'm going to be experiencing this for the next five months. Is because I want to see like what I can accomplish when I can mm-hmm. retain this life force energy within myself rather than spreading it out. And believe me, fellas, let me tell you something. Because I was using sex as and Carlos, you and I talked about this. I was since I was using sex as aspen a pacifier, 
I have I'm mm-hmm. in situations like I mentioned before where I have multiple kids with different women. Okay. Right. And I spread that life force out and created. And now I got headaches. I mean, like, great, great. I'm happy I got kids now, but also I have mixed up relationships, right? Mm-hmm. I don't get to connect with my kids as much as I love to. And that's on me. I'm not going to blame that on me. Nothing all over the place. But, and what I'm saying is for me, if, if I was aware, more aware of my body as I am right now and the energy that I'm giving out, instead of giving that out because I'm in pain and I'm reckless with it, I would have been right. able to retain it and be able to harness different resources or, or harness the resources within me to do different things in my life. Okay. Yep. Now, yep. the thing that's really, uh, that I find fascinating is, is that in our culture, sex sells. Okay. Yep. As much yep. as, in, in, oh, you know, Carlos, you, I, I, you know, I don't want to assume, but I think you'll agree that as much as there is, uh, there is little education or discussion around sex, it's almost like it's taboo. Mm-hmm. Sex sells in everything. In Coca-Cola commercials, in commercial yep. for a Hyundai, it's anything. Mm-hmm. And now it's like yep. without that education, everyone's like, oh, man, that's a sexy thing. Oh, man, I think I'm going to be more attractive if I have that. I'm going to go right. get it now. And the thing is, is now we fail to really tap into what's happening inside, how we feel about ourselves, how we view ourselves. Because in that space, when we could do that, then we could truly connect with another and also really harness what we have within us. Woo-wee. This, in, this, this conversation, wow, there's a whole other part to this. And for right now, I'm pausing this right here. So men can digest this information so far. I want to thank you all for staying tuned, for for listening in on part one of the miseducation of men's sexual energy. More to come. Stay tuned for part two coming soon.